everyone. Welcome back to Tent Talks. This is Stacy, and we are here in part two with Lindsay Powell. Hi, Lindsay. Hey. Happy hey. to be back. <laughs> Thanks. Um, if you didn't listen to the previous episode, go back and listen to it. We kind of mapped out cognitive therapy, EMDR, or ED. EDM is also a fun time. <laughs> I would like to do that kind of therapy. <laughs> Go to raves. EMDR, yeah. EMDR and internal family systems. And then we kind of segued into how that led you to somatic therapy, mm-hmm. which is what we're going to talk about today. Cool. Excited. Yeah. So you're going to share with us or you were going to share with us an experience that you've had as a client doing somatic therapy and kind of how that got you interested to do it as a therapist. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I remember we kind of start right with the body. So Mm -hmm. what helps me to not be distracted is I usually close my eyes. Otherwise, I'm so Mm. thinking about a lot of other things. So I had my eyes closed, and I remember I'm often, because I have a lot of fight or flight or freeze anxiety, especially starting into any practice. It's almost always there initially, like this intensity. So I had a big weighted blanket over me. Oh, I love that. (laughs) And so that was really grounding. But I noticed my hands were clammy and my feet were cold. And the guide just kind of had me do a body scan, checking in with what I'm noticing. And I remember I had nervousness because this is the group where we all kind of take turns being guides and clients. And so I knew I was being watched to a certain extent of these other Ooh, yeah. people, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I was like, I'm aware that people are watching me and I feel anxious and not sure I'm going to do it right. So I had some of those parts there. Mm-hmm. I always have that part of doing it right. Got to yes. be the good girl, the perfectionist. Exactly. It probably yeah. comes from our background of... Mormonism. Mormonism and capitalism and yeah, patriarchy, a lot of things. So that was there. And what's really powerful for me is it was okay to have those parts. So the guide was like, oh, yeah, like really like wanted to understand those parts and not in a like, let's bypass them and like they should not be here and you should just just calm down. You know, like it wasn't any of that. It was, oh, well, where are you feeling that? And, oh, it's trying to protect you. And, oh, that makes sense that it does that. And and it just softened all of the anxiety. It was like, it's okay mm-hmm. that I'm anxious. And it's okay that I'm feeling cold in my hands and energy there. And so that all just kind of softened, which allowed me, ironically, to be able to go the permission, right, to have those, any parts that are there to be there. I, like, dropped into a deeper part. And Mm -hmm. so there was this like eight-year-old part that I dropped into of this and I felt really scared and I was actually hunched over trying to think of how to demonstrate auditorily how my body was (laughs) (laughs) kind of crunched over. So my knees are up, I'm sitting on the ground and my hands are over my eyes. Like I was really felt little. Like kind of curled into a ball. Curled into a ball, exactly. And, you know, knees tucked up and then my hands over my eyes and I was like, I'm so scared, but it felt safe to let that part feel scared, right? It was some, some part of me was Mm -hmm. aware that I'm not the eight-year-old, but there was this little eight-year-old there. And so he, the guide asked if I could be with that eight-year-old and, and I was, and I started having visuals of this really scary monster that I've seen in different 
meditative practices and other, and I'm not sure if it's a symbol, but we'll just say for the sake of this, that it, there's a symbol, right. Of this like spidery monstery creature with a lot of legs. And it has like this center. That's like, (laughs) I don't know how to describe that open hole. And like tentacles. Tentacly, yeah. yeah. So very creepy, very dark, very, to, to this eight-year-old, very terrifying. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling it intensely in my body. But then he asked if my, you know, older self could be with the younger one or what she needed in that moment or something. I don't remember the exact steps of it, but I remember – what I said is I was like, I need this to be witnessed that this is really scary. And then it's not just in my head. Like this is really feels really real mm-hmm. and really terrifying. And so that was like really validated, really witnessed by my older self and my younger self needed to feel that. And I was there for quite a while, but it wasn't overwhelming. And then it shifted and the visuals I was seeing were like I was in like the safe room and there were all these really beautiful colors and I felt flowy and I felt love and I felt like I was in my self, like this essence, like this, it felt really powerful and empowering. And there were like hot air balloons that are like cotton candy. They're made of cotton candy. And it was just resourcing is what it felt like. So like almost connecting to these symbols that feels really safe and peaceful and flowy. And I was just felt really calm and safe in my body. And then the guide, I was there for a long time. And then the self-conscious part came online of like, I'm taking too much time from the group. That always comes to me. I'm like, better uh not take up too much space. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he was like, this is a good place to be. And this is exactly like, so that was reassured. So that part calmed down. And then towards the end, he had me look around and see if there were souvenirs that I wanted to take back with me. And so I took like, you know, some of the hot air balloon and some of these other things. And then my higher self or whatever the state was created a bridge and I walked across the bridge and then I created like a doorway and I like locked it and I had the key with me so I can go back anytime. And this is all me. So the guide isn't coming up with any of this, right? Yeah. You're creating that story for yourself. Yeah. And I've never done that before. So it was Mm. really, it was really powerful. And then after that, I just felt like I was still in that altered state of consciousness, like really peaceful, really light, really flowy, really calm in my body. And it, and it it was a journey. It really was a journey of going to this like dark creature and then almost like this heroine or something of like, okay, now I have all these magical powers Mm -hmm. and I'm, and I'm going to cross the bridge and I'm going to come back into like this other realm. And I've got the key and I can come back anytime I need yes. this calm or this strength or reminding me of my power. Exactly. And it's not like that solved necessarily, but like there's a lot of different meanings I could make from that spidery creature. And I don't think that I, at this point, I'm like, I don't need to know what that is, but it was a powerful facing of 
something really difficult emotionally, either memory or symbol of emotional experiences. And then to be able to like self-soothe and regulate and come out the other side was powerful and healing. That's one example that I'm sharing, but I would say almost every time I've done it, I've had something, it's not always visual, but where there's movement and there's insights and there's shifts. You go through a full cycle of healing. Yeah. And it's internally led by you. Yes. Yeah. And somebody's just there prompting or holding space to let you feel safe enough to do that. Exactly. I don't know that it always too ends super nicely like that. I would imagine sometimes it's going to be like, okay, we'll come back to, I'm I'm sure I'm going to have to go back to that dark, scary thing. doesn't mm-hmm. feel like I really fully faced that yet. But the cool thing is like, it's okay. I don't have to rush that. Yeah. You know, I know it's there. At least I'm acknowledging. Mm-hmm. And that's, ca- yeah. That awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I've noticed with a lot of, like recovering memories Mm -hmm. or yeah, remembering things. And I don't have to remember it fully to know that it existed. Yeah. And I think that's really validating walking into somatic practice or therapy. Your body didn't remember for a reason. So Mm -hmm. you can rest in that strength again. Yeah. Like we don't have to remember every detail of something to validate it. We can say, you know, it's a big, scary spider Mm -hmm. and I'm acknowledging it. I'm turning to it. I'm facing it, but I'm not at this point going to dissect it and maybe never. Yeah. Because yeah, it might not be needed. Yeah. But you get to decide and your body will lead you. And that's the cool thing about working with the body is there's like a partnership and it's not fighting the body, fighting the responses, trying to, you know, control the body, Mm -hmm. temper the body, Mm -hmm. whip it into shape. It's like, let's work together. Yeah. To solve these things. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that about somatic stuff and journey work too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any questions about that? thoughts about that process before we maybe go into the next thing? I think as far as listeners hearing this, maybe for the first time, Mm -hmm. things that made that safe and possible was A, having like a guide Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and feeling like a foundation of safety I would say, can I inter? Yeah, I'm, a yeah. Little, like, keep add to what you're saying. Absolutely. I would say, I wouldn't have been able to do that. I've known this guide for some time. I've seen them be vulnerable a little bit. It's been modeled. It's been modeled, and and there's some sense of trust and safety with that person. I think that's essential, right? That your body has to feel safe with that person and know that there's that. Also, the blanket is huge for me to feel actually in the space I need to feel safe, Mm -hmm. not just inside my body, but externally, like the temperature. And there's tools that I have and that it's okay for me to take care of. For example, if I'm thirsty, 
being able to drink water or if I need to move my body. There's permission, I guess, for me to have my needs taken care of. Like if you need to go to the bathroom and not do it on a full bladder or like sit in an uncomfortable position, if you needed a different chair or a different, Mm -hmm. like you would modify that because Mm -hmm. it's going to be different for everybody Yeah, of what makes them feel totally safe. Exactly. And I'll have like laying down. Maybe I need to lay down. Maybe I need to stand up. Maybe I need to shake. Like that all of that, I know that maybe that's been discussed to me. So that helps me to know that those are possibilities versus I need to sit in this chair upright with a certain posture. Like there's none of that expectation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And then the permission of anything that comes up to be okay. Right. Of like, I had this anxiety and it was really, we could have stayed there the whole time of like working with that part. Mm-hmm. Where do I feel that in my body? What is that trying to protect me from? And what is that experience like? That I think all creates safety. Yeah. To go deeper. Because sometimes I think in my binary brain, I've labeled certain things as like good or bad. But like, what if anxiety is this like nice protector, big cis energy of like mm-hmm. hyper, like, okay, let's be aware of this and this and this. Mm-hmm. Like that's a loving part of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so exactly. not making things good or bad, but just like what, what is it serving? Uh-huh. Trying to understand the purpose. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so for this next part, we're going to do a demo, and you're going to walk me through a somatic experience. How's that? How are you feeling about that? I feel a little nervous, and I yeah. and I I think I feel a little logistical. Like, how? Yeah, how do we present uh-huh. this? Yeah, with our voice so that people can that's understand. True. Oh, that's a good point. But I think walking through will be helpful to model it. This might be mm-hmm. someone's first time having something like this modeled. Yeah. So we'll see what it's like. Yeah. Auditorily. Thanks for being willing to do this and be a little bit vulnerable. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. So as we're starting this, just kind of check with your body and see if there's anything even externally that you need. Any any shifts? Do you need a blanket? Do you need a drink of water? I think I just needed a drink of water and to adjust my posture a little bit. Yeah. So just settle in and get comfortable. Connect to your breath. And I'll invite you to do a scan of your body, noticing sensations, temperatures, you might notice discomfort or even pleasure, neutral spaces in your body. I'll just kind of let you be with that for a minute. And then at your own timing, eventually I'll have you kind of just tell me what you're noticing. Um, 
Well, I very much notice my spine. Okay. I connect a lot to my spine. Mm-hmm. And I like to move it and undulate it and um, wake it up. Okay. And I noticed immediately some lower back tension in my pelvis mm-hmm. and like where that was. And you know when you swallow and you can hear like it almost feels like spit or like lymph going like slower mm-hmm. and you you like feel it go down your throat and it's kind of like a slow motion like really mm-hmm. aware of that swallowing yeah saliva very aware of the swallowing and the sound that it makes down my throat and then um i just kind of moved my head back and forth and my neck kind of cracked on my left mm-hmm. side and just mm-hmm. loosening up my jaw Opening my mouth. Yeah. So there's a lot, you have a lot of awareness of your body. Sounds like you might do some of this somatic stuff on I, your own, I right? check in. So yeah. yeah, you check yeah. in. So for the listeners, I'm going to kind of point out some things that I see as well, if that's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So as you're talking to me, right, there's some like kind of swaying back and forth and the neck is kind of going back and forth. The jaw mm-hmm. was kind of moving and loosening. So just see what all of that feels like right now. You might notice an emotion or you might notice being pulled to focus on one of those places. Mm. That's a nice kind of sigh there. So sounds too. We also notice the sounds that we're making. I feel... um it looks like there might be some, uh, your eyes, some emotion. Yeah. I feel in my chest a warmth, but a, a sadness, like a grief. Mm-hmm. And there's a little tears, yeah, welling up in my eyes. And I think, I think slowing down and getting into the body reminds me that that I am sad. <laughs> yeah. I am sad. And I have things to be sad about. And I'm making a lot of big shifts uh-huh. this month. Uh-huh. And it's overwhelming. And it's and transitions. Yeah. Change grief. is grief yeah. to me. There's loss, right? Mm-hmm. So I wonder if you can really just be with that sadness as much as that feels safe to do right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe even in your chest, the warmth that's there. Notice the quality of that. And there's kind of some like movement around it. So you're just maybe even notice what that feels like. The stretching, the going forward and back. And we don't have to make meaning of it in this moment. We're just trying to simply notice the sensations, if there's any color to the spot in your chest. Yeah, I would say a green color and a little bit of gray. Okay. 
green and gray. Mm-hmm. See if you can just really sink into and be with that green and gray in your chest and just see what that feels like. That was a nice big kind of breath there. Yeah, it feels like I can take deeper breaths. Hmm. Kind of feels nice to take the deeper breaths. Mm-hmm. Like there's space to do it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we just see what wants to happen next. So kind of there's no place it needs to go. We're just kind of we're focusing on the chest and there's this breath, there's kind of some stretching. You just see what else you notice and I'll point out things that I'm seeing as well. Well, I just felt like I needed to, again, move my spine back and forth and Mm -hmm. just get some twists. Yeah, there's twisting, stretching. Yeah, and that kind of feels... does that feel it kind of feels like like if I had wings mm-hmm. I'm like flapping my wings but I'm doing it really just like pulsing my shoulders back and forth yeah but I'm trying to get space for the chest yeah and okay. in the back like underneath my shoulder blades uh-huh. trying to get momentum to like prop those up yeah, they're really wanting to be up and having this the chest Heart open forward, up. yeah. So I wonder if you'd be willing to do an experiment with me. Yeah. Of really slowing down that process, like maybe like three times slower than you normally would do it. Mm-hmm. And doing that a few times of really bringing the shoulders back. Maybe holding it where it wants to be held the wings something that I'm just pointing out that's Mm -hmm. a distractor because this happens in meditation space Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. somatic work is as I'm moving slower Mm -hmm. I'm hearing my bra strap (laughs) squeak yeah and what is that like to hear that and it's a reminder of like, oh, yeah, I don't like to do a lot of like fast motion or really like or big motion, big motion in this bra because I don't like hearing that. Yeah. So there's kind of an annoyance, right? Annoyance uh-huh. of the sound mm-hmm. and then there's kind of some even discomfort. Yeah. Like, oh, I hope nobody can hear that. I hope the <laughs> mic, not that the mic would pick up on it, but I don't know. These are good. We mics. don't know. Yeah. So if you could make space for that part that's annoyed about the sound of the broad strap, that's okay for that to be here. Yeah. It makes sense, too. And you might even notice a body sensation with the annoyance of the sound. Yeah. Where does that live inside you? In my right hip. Hell yeah, that's specific. Yeah. So I wonder if you really guide your awareness to that right hip and just be with that. 
There's kind of some, maybe some rubbing of the right hip. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you can thank your right hip mm. for trying to be there for you. There's kind of a soft smile there. I just went ahead and thanked a lot of parts of my body while I was at it. Because it felt like? good. Yeah. Felt like my body needed some acknowledgement and thanks. They needed to be noticed and recognized mm-hmm. for all they do. Yeah. Yeah. So we could even have you rest in that nice feeling. Sometimes we think somatic works like let's go to the dark, you know, shadowy stuff, but like that felt nice for the body to be thanked. And sometimes we really just immerse and soak in that being recognized, being acknowledged, mm. to see what that's like to really, <laughs> oh, yeah, tell me, tell I love me. yeah, yeah, like, like, oh, yeah, I can acknowledge and recognize myself, I don't need external recognition, thanks, and validation, I can just do that for myself, it was like this funny reminder, oh, yeah, like, that's oh, my job, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, like, I can do that, yeah, and like, kind of surprised, like, whoa, yeah, Oh, yeah, that old thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's important to laugh at ourselves. Yeah, it's healing. It's healing. And that's a resource you have. Mm -hmm. You have a, like, a laughter, light, playful part. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, see, we could end there. Yeah because that feels it's feeling nice and there's some laughter if we if we had more time right we could go so many different places with that i might have you sink into that until something else comes up oh right? yeah and then it's okay. the laughter before the tears before yeah right exactly <laughs> I've, I've seen a lot of people go there because yeah. it's yeah yeah and and that is resourcing right it's mm-hmm. like if we just stay in like heavy deep work all the time that would be overwhelming to the system so to come up for air to have laughter to and have to bounce the, the diaphragm to, yeah yeah yes actually physiologically right it's healing mm-hmm. to have both i think for me laughing has been a great healer through my life mm-hmm. it's also been the crutch you know laugh like, like yeah. an avoider sometimes yeah. of like, yeah. But sometimes that's the only breakthrough that my body can have is just like laughter and, uh-huh. and joy. And I don't think there's any right way to do it. It's just that any tool that we have can be used for our benefit and can also be used, you know, as a distractor or as something that like tools can be used so many different ways. And so I think it's also important to acknowledge the thing that works for you might also be, it's like when we talk Mm -hmm. about our inner anxiety, it's good. And sometimes it's a real pain in the butt when we're trying to like be calm or get it together or say what we want to say or. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. I think awareness is the huge, mm, 
I don't know the right word. I want to say lubricant, but I don't know if that's a weird <laughs> word to say. But it gives some like slipperiness to mm-hmm. it, like some separation yeah. of like, oh, there's, yes, there's this humor and it's not good or bad. But when we over-identify and we don't have awareness of it, then we just are acting from maybe sarcasm or and and laughing things laughing off so things you don't off. have to go yeah deeper or, or laughing other people's things off right like mm-hmm. i have guilt that i've done that at times like something's uncomfortable and then i'll i'll use humor not usually as a therapist but in in other situations right that might be like a lot for me i might use humor to yeah to cope i was going to read a funny meme Oh, yeah. That made me think of this. Okay, so therapist, you often use humor to deflect serious trauma. Client, thank you. Therapist, I didn't say that was a good thing. Client, what I'm hearing is you think I'm funny. (laughs) (laughs) I love that one. I do too. I love, I love like funny memes where like you just want your therapist to be like your best friend and think you're awesome and be like, if you weren't my client, I would want to hang out with you. Yes. I'd want to be your friend because <laughs> that's like totally how, how I feel. Me too. I'm with like, my therapist. Yeah. yeah. We're friends, right? right? Yeah. Like you look like me, but we have this thing. That, that's why we can't hang out. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Thanks for doing that. What was that like for you? Yeah. Thank you. Um, well, I was a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's normal. And I was nervous on behalf of the listeners because like, that's my codependence creeping in of wanting to like control other people's experiences or what it's like for them. So that's going to be all there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then when I allowed myself to really sit with myself, I I said, oh, gosh, I have so much going on. I I really want to mm-hmm. do more of this. Like, mm-hmm. like, I'm not afraid of it, but I maybe have been avoiding it. But why have I been avoiding it? Because... Really, it feels so good to do it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of different parts were online. Yeah. There was like this compassion part of, wow, I've had a lot going on and it makes sense that I've been, because I have a lot of changes and, and then the, oh, this is nice. We like this. This is like helpful for us and would be helpful in the transition. Yeah. And then the wanting to figure it out part of like the why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jumping. Yeah. Jumping ahead. But uh, yeah, I think creating safety and communication with the body for me uh, because I've been a great avoider of my body for a lot of my life mm-hmm. because my my mental state is so active that that's taken over and mm-hmm. I've let it take over like happily to mm-hmm. ignore the body so I think it's nice to have nice experiences with the body that feel safe and compassionate um, dynamic, of course, because my brain is dynamic. So my yeah. body's going to be dynamic. Yeah. And just reminding myself like, this is, I like this. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be aversive or mm-hmm. because there probably has been a lot of not, not safety in your body. So it makes sense yeah. that it's really active up here, right? Because that has been protecting you at the times when it wasn't safe to be in your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I really think that we, Focusing on the body is what the collective needs. It's mm-hmm. what the individual needs. Mm-hmm. And the more that we can take time to be in our body, 
it's benefiting everybody. Can you speak more to what the collective needs? I'm curious about that. Well, I feel like, especially outside of the pandemic, we've all been really stressed out and we've been manipulated and we know we've been manipulated because we've seen our emotional states mm-hmm. and how what once was like life and death is now like we we hear all these things on media it gets circulated through social media and then it gets reflected in our community and our conversations with people and we're just kind of like whiplashing this way and that way and this way and i think we're all waking up to that and we're saying okay what is in my wheelhouse of control mm, and it's the body what myself my truth yeah myself, my reactions, my responses. I cannot control what's going on in the world. I have no idea if there's going to be like an airborne virus that's deadly and then not deadly. I I don't know. Yeah. But what I do know is that I'm in charge of myself, my body, my experiences, like how I feel about my experiences, maybe not even all of my experiences, but just how I'm doing moment Mm -hmm. to moment. And I feel like we're all kind of jumping into that truth because of the state of the world. Yeah. Or can jump into it. Yeah. Some might not be. Some might not be. But I agree. Yeah. That that's some that's a sense of safety and control when there's so much opposite of that going on in the world. It's mm-hmm. so much changing of minds and lack of safety and where it's we're learning, oh, we can't look outward for that sense of clarity. Yeah, we look inward. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Lindsay, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Thanks so much for having me and for being willing to do a demo. That was really oh my gosh, yeah, cool to witness. Thanks for doing that. Thank you for sharing your expertise. And I would invite the listeners to even go back through and do it for themselves. Yeah, and listen to your voice prompts and just do it for themselves. That's a great. That's what idea. I was thinking about. Like that would I love be that. yeah, yeah. And you're practicing an American Fork. Yes, it's called Healing Grove, like a grove of trees. People think it's growth. <laughs> we do grow, <laughs> but it's grove. The grove grows. The grove grows. <laughs> Healing Grove Therapy. If people want to look me up on my website, it's healinggrovetherapy.com. I don't have any social media because you're it, not doing it's that. overwhelming to me mm-hmm. right now. But um Okay, great. HealingGroveTherapy.com. Mm-hmm. Lindsay Powell. She can walk you through some somatics. Some EMDR. Some EMDR. Yeah. Yeah. Not EDMR. We can have dance <laughs> movement therapy too with some EDM, <laughs> electronic dance music. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm silly. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for joining us and we'll see you next time on Tent Talks. Thanks, Stacey. Bye, Lindsay. <laughs>